beautiful souls, this is a preview from today's angel story. I guess I am open because I do have crazy things happen all the time. But I have to say that was the most out of this world. Even if it had just been the frame that it had flown across the bed, the fact that my phone popped on to Angels Fly on Spotify was, I mean, you just can't make that stuff up. Before we dive into today's episode, I want you to take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. Feel a massive waterfall of unconditional love surrounding you in all directions and filling you. That's your angels making their presence known. Your angels want you to ask for what you want and for their help. And know you are always held. Friends, if you need help holding oneness energy, the highest vibration that is, I'm hosting a three-week live oneness course starting March 1st. Register today at theangelmedium.com backslash shop. Or if you're ready to develop your gifts of mediumship, bringing through angel messages and energy healing all at once, sign up for my angel Reiki school today at theangelmedium.com. Now, know that whatever resonates with you in today's episode is a message just for you from your angels. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. Friends, we are here today with Melinda, who has these beautiful angel stories to share with us. One she told me about just now, and I know it is going to knock your socks off. The angels are really coming through right now, and they're trying to get your attention. Why? Because when you pay attention to the way that they're trying to guide you, what they're trying to open you to. It's really for you to see the blessings, miracles, opportunities in front of you and to really open your mind to all that's possible within your life. So Melinda, I'm excited to have you here today. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to share a couple of my stories with you you and your listeners. Yay. I'll have you take it away and share your first one. All right. Well, my dad died back in 2017. Um, he had cancer. It was not an unexpected death. Uh, so we were all able to be with him on his last day at his home. Uh, he was in hospice care at home. So he passed away early that morning. Family came over throughout the day, you know, to share their condolences, to bring food, you know, the usual. That evening, my sister and I walked our cousin Charlie out to his car. Um, and he's probably, I don't know, maybe 30 years older than me. So he's a cousin, but an older cousin, more of my dad's peer. And when Elizabeth and I were saying goodbye to Charlie, I, I hugged him and thanked him for spending the day with us. And when I hugged him, now the, they were both similar in stature. So I get that. But that's not what happened. When I hugged him, I was hugging my father. Everything about the physicality of him the energy between us, I was hugging my dad. So as Elizabeth and I are walking back up the driveway, I said, Elizabeth, the weirdest thing just happened. When I was hugging cousin Charlie, I felt like I was hugging dad. She stopped in her tracks and she was like, Melinda, 
I had the exact same experience, but I didn't want to say anything because I just thought I was imagining it. But we both shared. And again, it's hard to explain and people be like, well, they were about the same height. It wasn't that. Our dad's soul energy came through our cousin. It was so powerful and so beautiful um, that I'll always remember that. Not long after, I was kind of questioning, oh, you know, maybe, you know, you're, uh, you're in the height of emotion with someone passing. So that night, my dad came to me in a dream. And in the dream, it was my wedding. You know how dreams are funny with time. Um, and I was walking into a room to say, dad, it's time to walk down the aisle. When I walked into the room, he was sitting in a chair and he wasn't the 48 year old man who actually had walked me down the aisle. He was this handsome 35 year old man, the way my 12 year old self would have remembered him. But like, I couldn't have pulled that image forward. But in the dream, I thought, oh my God, there's my dad. How handsome he was at 35. And it was like, I was transported back to my child's eyes. And I said, um, I said, dad, you're so handsome. And he laughed and he said, well, let me, I have to go backwards a little bit. He had a full head of hair. He had started to lose hair in his early thirties. And I said, you're so handsome and you have so much hair. And he laughed and he goes, don't you think if I came back to you in a dream, I'd have a full head of hair. And I knew when I woke up and that dream was so vivid. And the fact that he had mentioned his hair, I thought that was not a dream. That was a visitation and he was full on with me. Wow, that is just incredible. And you know what, as you're saying that my my dad's hair was very important to him as well, and he didn't have a lot of it, we would make fun of it all the time as kids. He was a, well, flight attendant, but then became an air traffic controller. And so we would call it the runway. <laughs> We were so mean. I didn't think of it as mean at the time, but looking back. So as you're telling this story, here's my dad right off to the side laughing because of course that's how they would come through. And actually, I never stopped to think about it, but that's how I see my dad too, as just this younger, yeah. vivacious, just vibrant, lively mm -hmm. being. Yeah. Yeah. And then my next story is um, about my mom. Now, her passing was very sudden. She was visiting me from Kansas City and Colorado for Thanksgiving. We did all the things. We were in Boulder. We were in Estes Park. We were in Fort Collins, running around busy. She had had hip surgery, so she wasn't as mobile as she had been. But for all intents and purposes, she was up and around and wanting to do all the things. Now, <laughs> I must preface the fact that twice while she was visiting, she said, I think I'm having a heart attack. Okay. I thought she was just having anxiety about traveling and trying to be up and around. And every time I, mom, should we go to the hospital? She was like, no, I think I just, let's go through McDonald's drive through Let's get a Coke. Oh no, I think I just need a glass of iced tea. So I really thought it was anxiety because besides her saying that, she seemed fine and was rosy cheeked. Well, she went home on a Saturday, passed on a Tuesday. So it was very unexpected. My sister and I said that she kept coming through saying, girls, I really didn't know I was going to die either. I would have said goodbye. I would have. So that's how she left us. Well, um, I had a dream about her. She came into visitation 
but she was just sitting. I'm like my dad, which was so interactive. And he was like presented himself just the way he wanted me to remember him. My mom looked very much like she did when she passed at 83. We're just sitting on the stool, smiling. So that one I questioned, was that a dream or was that a visitation? Because it felt real, but I wasn't certain. So as I'm, my mom always said, I'm going to come back as a Canadian goose. And we were like, oh, Canadian geese are like super nasty and mean. And no, that's the wrong bird to come back as, come as anything else. So I've seen lots of birds and I thought, I think this might be my mom coming through. But that day I thought, mom, I don't know about that dream last night. Can you tell me, was it you? Were you coming through in a dream or am I imagining it? Well, all weekend by on the corner of my street, there was a little girl's pink bike. And we were like, who would leave a little pink bike? It was propped up against the street sign. You don't just lose a five-year-old's bike. The parents would notice, where's your bike? The five-year-old would come and get said bike, but it was there all weekend. And so I'm driving home. I'm like, mom, I need a sign. I want you to send some sort of a bird sign, something like we have bald eagles here. Um, the Robin Redbreast is my spirit animal. Like any of those will be fine. So I, I'm driving down my street. I'm like, mom, I have one block left. I am serious. I need a sign. I am not joking. Turn the corner. There's the little pink bike. But now, for the first time, it pops out. The basket of this little girl's pink bike was a big face of Tweety Bird. Wow. And I heard my mom in her sassy sense of humor say, well, you didn't say what kind of bird you wanted. <laughs> and there it was, the Tweety Bird. All weekend, I'd seen the bike, and we talked about the bike, but only now did I notice the giant Tweety Bird face on the basket. So my dad came through in one way, and my mom came through in a very different way, but both of them, I'm sure, uh, I feel personally, were, were real connections with the other side. Oh, absolutely, they are, 100%. Have you ever listened to the radio where the DJ calls listeners at random? That's what we're going to start to do here. Only it's me calling you to give you a free angel reading. Starting now, I'm going to call and bring through messages for one new listener every week. But first, I need your phone number. To sign up, all you have to do is rate this podcast five stars and give me your contact info over at theangelmedium.com backslash gift. Look for my name popping up on your phone and get ready for messages from your angels. Want to watch me make those calls? Follow me on Instagram at angelpodcast. It's interesting. Your mom keeps flashing to her mom. And um, do you know how her mom passed? She was, um, I think, 84. Um, and it was, I don't think we ever got a, um, you know, there was no autopsy or anything. She was in a nursing home just for two weeks. And it always said, I will never go to a nursing home. As soon as she went in, two weeks later, she passed away. She let go. And so it was natural causes. Uh, but we aren't really sure exactly what the cause was. Okay. 
Um, just follow me here for a second because they keep showing me sometimes we just have different things stored within the energy of our physical biology within our cells, right? And like, I can't tell you why I have this, but I have the biggest tremendous fear of heights. Every time I see somebody climbing something, it gives me heart palpitations. I start breathing heavy. I don't have that many intense fears, but I fear that. Your mom keeps showing me this the just kind of like picture of a cord drawn from her to grandma and then even past beyond grandma where there was something that happened within the family where there was sort of a more tragic, um, I don't want to say tragic, but like a passing in which it wasn't a pleasant experience for our loved ones to watch, right? Sometimes mm -hmm. um, what they're showing me is actually a friend of mine that I have where her mom passed and just the process of them trying to revive her was very excruciating for her to watch um, and put her through tremendous emotional pain. Okay, so they keep showing me something like that that goes back a couple of generations. And and this is only on your mom's side, not wanting to go through that experience, but not wanting our loved ones to have to go yeah. through that experience of watching us pass. And so she's very much showing me something that I haven't seen before. She's like, Julie, just how you tell people when their loved one is on hospice and let's say the daughter is right next to the dad's bedside for days or weeks on end but then leaves to go get lunch and the dad passes in that time it was a chosen thing because it's so hard I don't think people realize how hard it is to release the attachment of being here on earth of being a mother, of being a wife at times, of being a friend, of, of just being who we are here. And your mom said it's a very, very tremendous process for of, of detachment for a lot of us to go through. And so she said, my soul knew that I didn't want to go through in the same way, kind of having everybody there or making a big fuss. Mm -hmm. She said it three times while you were talking. Even if you had taken me to the hospital, there was nothing that was going to happen. In fact, I would have passed in the hospital and I didn't want to go there. And so she said, thank you for letting me pass the way that I wanted to. And I've never seen this before either. But do you when you turn into her, she's got like a Coke in her hand every time on the other side. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's hysterical. And uh, I knew that there was food and drink over there, but she's like, yeah, anything you want over here, here we got. <laughs> well, that's interesting. You said that because her father, my grandmother, my grandfather had gone um, again, this is 1972, but uh, they had gone to a, a bridge party at friend's house. My grandmother had gone into the bedroom to put their coats on the bed. And my grandfather had a massive heart attack while she was in the other room, by the time she came back, he was dead. Uh, so the same sort of thing where she wasn't there. She didn't even see it happen. It was just over before she could think about it. 
So I actually, I had never thought about my mom going in a similar way, but it's true. Yeah. Okay. There's more messages, but I want you to tell the story about uh, the angels. Okay. Well, um, we lived in, we lived in New York city. We lived in a brownstone and there was all sorts of things that as soon as I moved in, we were like, something is, is going on in this place. But this was the thing that was the most out, out, out of this world. So I'm in my daughter's bedroom um, dusting and she had like this little shelf, which had some tchotchkes on and a, a photo, framed photo. I put the framed photo on the edge of the bed and I kind of thought, ooh, well, this might slide off the bed in a second because the cat was laying on the bed. If the cat moves, picture's going to slide. Cat stood up, nothing, nothing really moved, but the cat did stand up. The picture did not go sliding off the side of the bed, but went flying across the full length of the full bed landed on the floor. Now, I'm not a big, <laughs> I don't listen to music on my radio very often, but my phone popped on, Spotify came on, and the Ed Sheeran song, Angels Fly, came on. I freaked out. I went running from the room, going to the other room to call my sister. And she's like, oh my God, you're being contacted. I'm like, well, I don't want it. Do not contact, do not contact. <laughs> this was not what I was looking for. Like, I, I love the whole idea of, you know, the other side and like, I'm really interested in it. Love to have conversations about it. Please don't contact me. I, I am not open for that. But um, I guess I am open because I do have crazy things happen all the time. But I have to say that was the most out of this world. Even if it had just been the frame that it had flown across the bed, the fact that my phone popped on to Angels Fly on Spotify was... I mean, you just can't make that stuff up. That is just wild. I'd never even heard of that song too. And I try and know all of the angel songs. You know what? Listen, well, it's actually about drug addiction. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> it's not really about angels, but that term angels fly. You have to look it up by Ed Sheeran. Yeah. It, and that was the lyric that was on. Wow. That is just incredible. I love that. One thing that you said really touched me and the angel said, um, comment on this so that people listening understand it. You have so many different gifts, right? As a soul, so many different capabilities. And we have that too, as a human being, as we tune into our soul self. So we have, um, I get frustrated sometimes, not in a deep way, but just like, a, oh, I wish I could correct that message throughout all of like the books, podcasts, all the information everywhere, because it's not like you're just clairvoyant or clairaudient or clairsentient. You have all of the gifts. Everybody does maybe to varying degrees, but just like there's more than the seven chakras, there's so many more gifts that we're just not even aware of. So when we start to come into our gifts, because this is one thing that your uh, parents are saying from the other side, but also your angels as well, is that um, you've been like contemplating maybe going through some teaching things or, or kind of getting certified in some different areas of healing or learning more about them because you're kind of feeling called to just dabble in it a little bit. And you're, it's so funny because your mom keeps showing me your egoic mind is like, I can't do this. Or like, I couldn't um, really make anything out of this. And she's like, oh, just take the first step, would you? And 
they go, when you begin developing your gifts, a lot comes in and you can be the decider of how you want to see things, hear things, receive things. So if you don't feel like you're hearing enough, or if just anybody who's listening is like, feel like I don't hear my intuition enough, ask your angels to turn up the volume. If you feel like you're starting to get stuff and it's too much, because there are people who get things very much not just like a daydream where like it's kind of like you close your eyes and it's there, but it's not really there when your eyes are open. It's more so that some people get something so clear visually that their eyes are open and the person's just chilling with them right there. If you don't want to see something to that significant of a degree because it doesn't feel comfortable in some way, tell them to turn that down or bring it around in a different way. You have free will, so you always remain in control behind the driver's seat. And just because you ask them to turn something down doesn't mean you're turning anything off just means that they're working with you in your comfort zone to help you come into yourself and your own gifts incrementally um, to the degree in which you're comfortable. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. I I know that you guys did the move. Was the move recent from New York or Colorado? Or are you guys- um, two, uh, two years ago, okay. we moved back to Colorado. Okay. Is there a big trip or some other place? Because they keep showing me like a lot of different destinations. I don't know if you guys are big travelers. We are big travelers. And actually, I was just this past weekend, what, past week in Boston with my daughter. She's moving there. And my sister was like, okay, I think you've come into some lottery winning because you all are always traveling. Not only are, have we not come into lottery, I feel like Financially, I really need to somehow get a, a handle on things, but we do do a lot of traveling and um, I have given the travel bug to my children who are always like talking about their next big trip that they're taking to Europe or Asia or somewhere in the U.S. So we are big travelers. Yeah. Yeah. And that'll definitely continue. I'm not sure that uh, where you're at is going to be your last home home. I think that as the kids grow their families. Um, your mom said just kind of be open to another move, uh, not right away, but in the future um, as those families grow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, my, I do joke with my daughter who says she's going to make the millions that I'm just like, all I need is the pool house. That will be fine <laughs> with me. I love it. I love it. Yeah. There's something in there. Um, no, but really just talk to your mom and dad because they are talking back all the time through your inner dialogue and guiding you. And your mom said, when you said, um, I don't know if we're going to be able to travel like this for forever. She's like, yes, you are. Just keep saying that you are. And I know that, you know, there's one thing to like, think very lofty and positive and not have the resources to go do something and pull yourself into the red or the negative. That's not what I'm talking about. But 
the more and more, and I'm going to keep bringing this up all year long because this is the year of abundance and the angels want to drill this home into everyone. You know, I've said before on the podcast uh, this in a different way, but I'm going to go deeper that I made a list last year of the things that I've been successful at and the things that I haven't been successful at. And there was a direct correlation in me taking consistent action on the things that I was successful at and not taking action on the things that I wasn't successful at. But there was also a key correlation in how I talked audibly out loud about both of the things. So me talking negatively about my weight or just being frustrated with my own physical health is something that I've always just been down on myself about. And I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to, um, cause I, I, I found myself saying that exact same thing. Oh, we've traveled a lot the last couple of years, but we're not going to be able to do that for forever. And the angels came in and said, flip that around and say, we're gonna be able to travel. It's not about putting yourself in the red and doing things that you don't have money to do. It's about speaking and thinking in a positive way that aligns with where you really wanna go. So if you truly wanna take those trips, take those trips with the kids, even if it comes into your head, be so present and so aware of the thought that you catch it before you say it and you say what it is that you want instead. I can see the future and we are taking these beautiful trips as a huge family. We're renting these houses. It is the funnest thing in the entire world. We have traveled and we get to continue to travel. That's what I hope listeners start to hear on the podcast this year is me changing how I talk about myself and the things that I've been negative on within myself because no more, like no more for me, no more for any of the listeners. And again, just one more time, I'm just going to keep saying this. It's not about just being positive. It's about us stopping lying to ourselves or playing life small because we think only some people deserve to get to travel all the time or only some people get to deserve great health. No, we deserve great things. The angels, God, universe, source wants us to be abundant in all things, all ways, shapes, and forms. And so when we stop lying to ourselves and playing it small and we say, this is what I really want. So I'm going to catch that thought before I speak it. I'm going to flip it around and I'm going to say, I am the healthiest I have ever been in my entire life. My body feels amazing. Thank you, God, for this amazing health. We shift our energy. We shift our frequency and all of these mechanics and cords and energies around us shift into play to match the energy that we're thinking, speaking, feeling. Yeah, I, I actually, um, was it yesterday that you were talking about Archangel Michael? Yes, yeah. Uh, that um, I I was thinking about that and like my daughter's, I mean, one daughter's moving, my other daughter's looking for another job, another living situation. My husband just retired and I am, 
I'll get rid of the word, but I'm still going to use it. I am worried about finances with his new retirement. And so I just took a moment and just said, all right, Michael, come forward, throw everything up and let the, the, the wind spin everything around. And then when it settles down, let it all just be beautifully quiet and the way that it's meant to be. So um, that I'm trying to manifest that like energy swirling and then the calm will come. I love that. I might use that if you allow me to in some meditations <laughs> and visualizations because, man, that's a beautiful way to shift some energy right there. Yeah. Well, my sister's in Florida and she was like, you know, we had tornadoes down here. I don't really need <laughs> things swirling up in the air. I was like, I don't think I manifested that. I don't no, think I'm that good. No, for sure. For sure. Oh my goodness. Melinda, you are such um, a beautiful soul and just a blessing to get to talk to. Thank you for being on the show and just sharing your stories of hope and love with the, with the audience. No, well, thank you for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Yay. And actually, I have found so many people recently who have these beautiful angel stories over on Instagram at Angel Podcast um, and on our Facebook tribe group, which you can find in the show notes. Uh, if you have an angel story that you want to share, please connect with me. I'd love to have you on the show and um, and really allow you to share your story in order to spread that hope, belief, faith to everybody listening. Um, you can also email those in over at julie at theangelmedium.com. Thank you, Melinda. You're welcome. Perfect. I'll see you soon. You too. Bye, friend. Bye. Friends, your angels asked me to do a little teaching here at the end of each episode in February about manifestation because they say that when it comes to you co-creating within your own life, you're missing a step that 98% of humanity is missing this step. So they want to give it to you. But first, I want to let you know something. I wish I would have called the Angel Reiki School, the Angel Reiki Mediumship School, but that name was too, too long, right? Um, friends, the Angel Reiki School is not just a place where you learn Reiki energy healing. In fact, it's really not about learning energy healing at all. The Angel Reiki School is the place where you go to develop your gifts in mediumship, being able to bring through angel messages from the angels to other people, to learn Reiki and other energy healing modalities, and to learn how to, if you want, don't have to, a lot of people come through the Angel Reiki School simply to build out their gifts, to understand their gifts, develop their God-given unique spiritual gifts to the max. But a lot of people also come through the Angel Reiki School to develop a business of their own and to get that certification so that they know what they're doing when they're working with other people. Friends, an entire new uh, class of the Angel Reiki School begins March 1st online. If you are looking to go through the Angel Reiki School, now is the time. Sign up for a discovery call with me. The link is in the show notes below. I'm going to help you get where you want to be as a healer or with your own unique spiritual gifts in the Angel Reiki School. All right, friends, here is the deal when it comes to manifestation. Spirit is saying right now, they just keep flooding in this message that 98% of humanity 
works to manifest, right? Like they want to manifest something. They know that they want to go in a direction. They get that clarity on that direction. They create the vision board. They see it within their mind. They're visioning it within their mind. And then they stop. That's where their efforts stop. And the angels say there is a huge piece to this puzzle that you are missing. So that piece is when you vision, you have this clarity, I want to do X. You get the vision, you create the vision board, whatnot. It doesn't stop there. That's when we activate our intuition even more. Um, Prayer as well. The angels always say prayer and intuition are really the same thing. They're both forms of communication with the other side. And when you activate that intuition, you're asking God, universe, source, what's the next step for me? What's this first step that I need to take in order to work towards this goal that I have for myself, my life, my family, um, my career, whatever it may be. And as you pray, you hear something back from the other side. And it's just a first step. All right. And when you hear this first step, what a lot of people do is ask the other side for more signs. We ask for like complete clarity, but it really is this first step that, you know, okay, we pray, we hear this back, do this. That first thing that we're supposed to go do is something that we choose to do or not with our own free will. So if you go act on it and you go do that one thing, what happens? As you're in the energy of actually doing what spirit asked you to do, you get the next piece of the puzzle. But you cannot get that next piece to the puzzle unless you take the first step. You pray, you hear back, go do this. And you're like, Hemin and Han, do I do it? Do I not? Do I do it? Do I not? Go do it. Your angels say, go do it. Because when you do it energetically, it opens you up to the next step after that. And when you take action on that next step, it opens you up to the next step after that. This is what I mean when I say that some people are are either crawling, walking, or running with God universe source. For some people, it takes them six months to get up the courage to go do that one thing that they're they're hearing back in their prayers. Go do this. It takes them six months to have the courage to go do that. For some people, it takes an entire year. For some people, it takes 10 years for them to get the courage to go do that one thing. And then we look around, right? And I'm not blaming or shaming anybody. I'm just trying to give you an example so that the angels can communicate with you better. What happens is then we look around when things aren't happening for us and we go, why? God, why? Why isn't it happening for me? Why aren't things coming through for me? Because you are crawling with God. And sometimes we're not even moving. We're not even taking that first step. There are some people who learn, all right, I'm going to go in this direction. I've got this clarity. I want to write a book. Okay, God, universe, source, I've got the vision. I want to write the book. What's my first step? And the angels come in and say, or God, universe comes in as you're praying and says, go read this other book. 
go take this class, go talk to this person, you know, go send this email, go ask this question, go research this. And you go to yourself within your own mind, you go, nope, that's not the answer. And so you delay. There are some people who don't do that. There are some people when they get that prayer within their mind, that answer within their mind, they go, all right, I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go read that book. I'm going to go talk to that person. I'm going to go ask that question. I'm going to go send that email. I'm going to go make that phone call. And as soon as they do, they're in a new energy as they're taking the action. And as they're taking the action and they're in this new energy, they get a new piece of information. And they go, okay, God, what do I do now? And God, universe, source goes, go do this. So they go do it. And then they get to that next piece and they go, what do I do now? And they hear back through their prayers, go do this. And so they go do that. Friends, this is where people start running with God, universe, source. So five times a day, 10 times a day, a hundred times a week, they're following God's directives. They're not hemming and hawing. They're just following the loving, positive messages that they're receiving through their prayers, through their intuition. And so when I look at the energy of a person who goes, Julie, why isn't it happening for me? Versus other people who are running with spirit, what you're seeing is actually a mathematical number of these are how many directives one person has gotten from God Universe Source that they've followed through on. And this other person over here has followed through on 5,000 within one year, whereas another person is waiting to take action on one. And again, friends, I'm not blaming, shaming, trying to create a negative energy within you at all. I'm trying to show you what happens when you're living a spiritual life and running with spirit. So I know this is a long enough intro. Listen to it a couple of times. I'm only going to leave it up in February. And I want you to pause right now and I want you to tune in and I want you to pray. And I want you to say, God, universe, source, what's my goal? Where am I going? And once you have clarity on that, ask, what's the first thing I need to take action on? What's the first thing I need to do? Go do that, friends. That is going to help you run with your angels. And it is going to take you to living a life far beyond your wildest dreams, you're going to be shocked. And I want you to write into me and I want you to let me know when you start to see a difference in your life because you're following this method. I love you so much, friends. Have a beautiful, beautiful, blessed day. And I'll see you back here this week. Love you.